Speaking of Travel is sponsored by the Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. And when you fly home, you're home. Plan your next trip at flyavl.com. Appalachian Realty. If you're looking for a home in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit AppalachianRealty.com. And Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus, built with the zero landfill promise. All waste is recycled or reused with more at PrestigeSubaru.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. Now, you be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and sign up for the Speaking of Travel Travel Club, and you'll receive the latest in travel news and travel tips. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website on the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. And you can follow Speaking of Travel on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So I was recently going through some old files that had been buried down deep inside a box that had belonged to my parents. And I came across this photo of my dad as a young soldier when he was in France during World War II. His face showed how proud he was to be there, and he just was so strong and handsome. And, you know, my dad never really talked about that part of his life, and I really never understood why, but I didn't want to push it. So a few years ago, I was back up in D.C., and I went to visit the World War II Memorial and the Vietnam Memorial, and I felt this sense of awe and respect for all these people like my dad who had made these sacrifices to help our nation stay safe. And last year, I was fortunate to find out about the Blue Ridge Honor Flight and meet the president and co-founder of the Honor Flight Network, Jeff Miller. Now, Jeff has distinguished himself as an advocate for America's vets, and his commitment has led to thousands of veterans being able to visit their memorials up in D.C. And you know what? He keeps on going. And I am really excited to have Jeff Miller here in the studio, along with board member Mary Beth Burns and Warren Dupree, a Vietnam vet who has recently traveled on the honor flight. I am really happy to have you all here in the studio. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Great to be here. So, Jeff, give us a little quick background about the honor flight and where you are today and kind of give it, set the tone for what's, what's going on. Sure. Back in 2006 is when uh, the beginning of Honor Air, which then became Blue Ridge Honor Flight, that's when we made our first flight, September 23rd, 2006. In Ohio, there was a group that had started beforehand. A gentleman named Earl Morris started Honor Flight. So our group, Honor Air and Honor Flight, became associated uh, because of what we were doing, just in different ways. And we formed, we came together in February of 2007 and formed the Honor Flight Network, which then went nationwide. There are 40 
two states flying veterans now. If you add up all the numbers that we've flown between groups that we help train, members of uh, on our flight network, some that are out, you're somewhere between 200,000 and a quarter of a million veterans that have been flown to this day. World War II, Korean War, and the Vietnam War. And I hope when you were up there, you said you went to World War II and to the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. You really need to see the Korean War Memorial, too. It's spectacular. Well, tell us a little bit about the Korean War Memorial because, you know, sure. it doesn't get as much press as the others. It is uh, called the Forgotten War. And, you know, they, they were – it was a war right after a big victory in World War II. It it did not end in a victory for anyone. It ended in a, uh, a truce. And But if you go and you ask the South Koreans – if it was a victory that it kept them free, you'll get a whole different story. That's the 11th strongest economy in the world now. There's a lot of great things that have come out of South Korea, and they certainly live better than those in North Korea do. So that memorial is is not as big in the space it takes up as the World War II memorial is, but it's a beautiful memorial. It's well done. There are 19 uh, individuals, 19 uh, soldiers and airmen and the representative of every branch of service that are in the middle of that. And it's ref- uh, and you look into the reflective wall across from it and they become 38, 38 uh, images in there. And that's reflective of the 38th parallel. And on the wall etchings, there's uh, you can find about every person that was ever involved over there. It's a, it's an incredible a memorial, and it's uh, well done. And if you look into the faces of, of those um, those statues as such, you see just what they were going through. It was miserably cold, um, a, lot of, a lot of struggle there. And we don't ever need to forget what was done, what was accomplished. And we've uh, taken it kind of from the forgotten war to the forgotten victory to – uh, let's make everybody understand just what their sacrifices yielded. And it was large. Absolutely. And so as you're taking uh, vets on the honor flight, tell me a little bit about, um, because we were, you know, you've got the World War II veterans um, and then the Korean War. So you take them there and then the Vietnam vets. Um Give me an idea of what it's like. And, Warren, maybe you can step in here and talk a little bit, too, because you recently went on the flight. What is it like for a vet to uh, to experience this, uh, this event, this opportunity? Two words, profoundly emotional. Because you are uh, – you're paying your respects to those men and women who gave their all – gave their lives and were not able to come home. And it also allows that Vietnam veteran or that World War II veteran or the Korea War veteran that are on these flights to revisit, to pay their respects to those young men and women, and just to uh, assure them that they are not forgotten. I came away at the end of the day uh, affected very deeply emotionally. And I know that the other veterans on that flight, and we had, uh, a, I think, three to four World War II veterans, and the same number, the majority were Vietnam veterans. 
we uh, we were able to renew old friendships, but we were most importantly to visit uh, hollow ground and to say, you are not forgotten. We remember you, and we just hope that this great nation will always honor uh, your service and your sacrifice. And that's why it's so important to continue doing this work, to continue to provide this kind of opportunity. Mary Beth, tell us a little bit about your role as a board member and what you're doing kind of behind the scenes, because it sounds like this is all uh, teamwork and and volunteers and, you know, a lot of things, a lot of moving parts to get people to D.C. and ex- have this healing experience and then come back. Uh, it's a big job. What do you guys do in the background? Yeah, well, there's a lot of us involved, and we are like a family, and we work together, and we try to help one another out as much as we can. Some of us have some very specific roles. Um, I deal mostly in the publicity piece of it. But uh, there's there are a lot of moving pieces that people don't understand. And the other big piece is having to raise the money so that we can bring these veterans at no charge to them. So we do a lot of fundraising. We uh, have a big, couple of big events during the year. So we're busy all the time preparing for this. And then, of course, months out in advance, we're preparing for the flight itself all the things that have to go into that orientation for our veterans, making sure they know um, that they're on the flight and what that means and what that day is going to look like. So there's a lot that goes into it. So, Jeff, tell us where people can get um, more information. BlueRidgeHonorFlight.com. That's BlueRidgeHonorFlight.com. It's a good website. You can look at the history, where we came from, photographs of some of our more recent trips, Ways to volunteer, guardian applications if you want to be an escort, um, veteran applications. Uh, you just go there, fill them out, mail them in, and um, there's contact information there. If you hit us, we will reply promptly. Well, thank you all. When we come back from the break, I want to talk a little bit more, too, about um, just th- how this all works with being able to bring the vets and having the guardians uh with them and how that has even shifted over the years. So Jeff and Warren and Mary Beth with the Blue Ridge Honor Flight, thank you for being here. We'll be right back. call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Green is good. Local food, less oil. 
Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog. Rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. Prestige Subaru. On the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I am here in the studio today with... Uh, a really feel-good kind of show. This is really great. I've got uh, Jeff Miller from the Blue Ridge Honor Flight, Warren Dupree, a Vietnam vet, also retired, he was telling us. Uh, We'll talk a bit about that uh, from his day job, I guess, right? (laughs) And Mary Beth Burns is here. Um, Mary Beth, when we, before the break, we're talking about being on the board and uh, Warren was telling us at the break that he is a newly appointed uh, board member. Yeah, we're very honored to have him. Yeah, that's really exciting. So you bring with you, you know, not only your um, take on what this experience is about, but then your life experiences as, as well. So what does that feel like, being now a part of the back end? We have uh, reached out to uh, our Vietnam veterans Tribal, Eastern Band of Cherokee Indian, we've had our World War II veterans on this in years past. And they came back uh, just in a wonderful state of mind. Wonderful. We're now reaching out to our Korea and our Vietnam veterans. If you are a veteran of a theater of combat operations, you just did not serve a day or two. You served months, if not years. There is a lot of emotional scar tissue related with that if you survived and it is very difficult i have encountered uh with our vietnam veteran especially uh, that they are reluctant to go to the memorial simply because it will raise that specter of old demons of hardships of unspeakable hardships for some and it uh it's it gives me the opportunity now that i have been on the flight to share with them uh, from my heart to theirs that this is a healing part of our lives. We cannot go through the rest of our lives suffering as they all are. All the men and women who have served suffer, and some to more higher degree than others. But it's it gives me the opportunity to share with them firsthand what the day uh, is about what you can and will encounter. And it's, it's really a very uh, a good step uh, for me. And it, uh, it will enable my, our Vietnam veterans to take part in this, as well as our Korea veterans. And our Vietnam veterans, because of Agent Orange poisoning, we're passing away at the rate of 400 a day. And we probably have about 700,000 surviving nationwide out of 2.6 million that served in that theater of combat operations. So, Jeff, let me ask you, because you've been doing this for so long, what what does it feel like to see this shift as we're losing this great generation, you know, of World War II vets and even uh, 
well, all vets, but the Korean War and and now these, as Warren has has talked about and and you know shifting being able to really speak to the Vietnam vets and and talk about the healing. What does that feel like to see this kind of shift uh, over these years? I mean, it, it's it's miserable to lose all these World War II veterans. Uh, they've become good friends over the years. I've been to too many funerals, but Mary Beth's great at reminding me not to focus on that piece of it and focus on what we've been able to do. And just out of this area, gosh, uh, three, 4,000 veterans, uh, most of those were, in fact, World War II. Uh, the Korean War. It's been different with the World War II veterans. They there was, like I said, never a doubt about the victory there, and they were very, um, very, very humble. They didn't come back and build their own memorial or anything. Took other generations to do it. It's a celebration when you go there. It really is. It's obviously the Wall of Stars reminds you of all the four hundred thousand plus uh, Americans that died in World War II, but it's a big, grand memorial. It's very open. The water fountains, the noise it makes as the water's splashing down. It's it's celebratory. The Korean War Memorial, again, a little bit different because it's a little quieter, obviously not as grand, but still um, it, it's, it's very respectful and open air. And then when you go to the Vietnam Memorial, it's different. It's very different. Those... Men and women were mistreated terribly when they came back. Lots of things said to them shouldn't have been. And the names, 58,000-plus on that wall, it's um, – he called it, uh, you know, like – I call it sacred ground. And it is. And there is a very different feeling there. And when these Vietnam veterans come back after that, it's it's different. That is a very different reaction what we've seen, but it's been awesome. It's been incredible. I don't want to say closure because closure is a strong word. I don't want to say it erases all their old memories because it can't, but it does give them a new memory that is very powerful and very fresh. The trip up there with their comrades, we just like them to be together. It's easier for them to go down to that wall in a group than it is alone, as, as Warren pointed out, that there's some very hesitant. But if they've got a strong man like Warren helping them down there, then it's different. I'm not a veteran. I stand back and try to create as many possibilities as I can for it to go well. Mary Beth, we, we all take our positions and we try to make sure if there's a need, if they want to do a tracing, we, we have somebody on the spot to do it. If they need to talk some, to someone, we have somebody there to talk. We create the opportunity for it to be a healing moment, a, a very positive experience. One of the biggest things of all to us is the thing we have the least control over, and that's the welcome home. At the airport, after the day in D.C., we want that to be strong. And this last one, we had 90 Vietnam veterans, and we probably had 1,000 people at that airport waving flags and cheering. And I think Warren can talk about that much better than myself, but I know it was successful. I know it made a difference. We had one veteran tell his guardian, who happened to be his niece, that for 50 years he had had nightmares. And since he's been home— 
he hasn't had one single nightmare. And this is three months, four months out. So I know it has the potential to make a difference. It probably isn't that dramatic for each one. But if it takes a piece of something bad away, we're successful. And, uh, you know, I think Honor Flight, Blue Ridge Honor Flight, is probably the most flawless uh, program I've ever been associated with. Well, tell us how somebody can um, participate in, let's say, the the welcome home. Mm-hmm. So they can go to our website, as Jeff mentioned before, BlueRidgeHonorFlight.com. We always have postings on current events, what we're doing, what's going on, so they can see that there. But we get a lot of good publicity from the community. They can find it in the newspapers, um, the uh, WLOS, you know, all the TV stations, radio stations like you all are – Doing a great job of helping us get Asheville the word Airport out there. Asheville Airport shoots a little social. They yep. were incredible. Asheville Regional Airport is a huge partner of ours, and they've just been amazing. So, um, yeah, we get it out there as much as we can, and we talk about it as much as we can. We do presentations in the community, and if anybody out there has an organization they want us to come speak to, we love to do it. So if somebody goes to your website, there's information to contact you so yes. somebody will get back with them? There's contact Fast. information. They can email us there. We'll get back with them. And then there's an events page. Right. I remember um, being at the airport um, last year for the welcome home, and all these people were there, kids, little kids, and um, Up to a World War II veteran. Yeah, and yeah. they were waving flags, and and you guys, Warren, were coming through. When we come back from the break, I want to talk to you, Warren, a little bit more about um, not only your visit there um, when you went to the memorial, uh, but also what it was like when you came back. So thank you for being on the show This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. We're here talking about the Blue Ridge Honor Flight. We'll be right back. This is Tina Kinsey with Asheville Regional Airport, and I have a travel tip for you today. When you travel by air it's important to stay hydrated. And why is that? Air travelers experience physiological changes due to increases in altitude and cabin pressure. And also, the recirculating air in an airplane creates a dry environment. Staying hydrated can help you feel more comfortable, ward off illness, and help you have more energy when you're flying. So, to stay hydrated, follow these tips. Avoid drinks with sugar, and that includes alcohol. Eat foods with high water content, such as fruits and soup, and always bring a water bottle with you and fill it when you get to your gate. Make it a goal to drink the full bottle of water during your flight, then fill up again when you land. Thanks for listening. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office 
office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Every story has its beginning, a starting point from which it wanders the long and winding road, weaving its way toward the final word. It is on this road where the greatest moments often lie, where memories are made, lessons are learned, and where experiences can be valued forever. Each story is a journey, blind to what lies ahead and conditioned by the road behind. While the destination may or may not be known, each journey is unique, unfolding in the moment and defined by those at the wheel. Regardless of where your journey takes you, it remains yours to create. Embrace the journey. Find your ride at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on... Well, it's time to catch up with our good pal and fellow traveler, Doc Lawrence. And where is Doc this weekend? You know what? He's in Fairhope, Alabama. I just love that name, right? Fairhope. Alabama. Well, you know, Doc, I love the Gulf Gulf Coast, the Gulf Coast. I love being able to say Gulf Coast. And I'll tell you what, I have heard that Fairhope is one of the most scenic, lovely little towns with live oaks and a walkable downtown and a pretty laid back vibe. So I bet you're having a good time down there, Doc. Marilyn, do you remember anyone ever telling you that life is just like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Of course, I'm kind of teasing. That was Forrest Gump, the great character created by Winston Groom and brilliantly played, lovingly played by Tom Hanks in the Academy Award-winning movie. Well, I'm here in the Forrest Gump hometown, Winston Groom's hometown of Fairhope, Alabama. This is also the home of the lady that created the National Rage on Fried Green Tomatoes. Miss Fanny Flagg, my good friend who wrote Fried Green Tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe. Fairhope, Alabama is one of those jewels that we're always looking for along the Gourmet Highway, Maryland. And right here, I'm standing smack dab in the middle of the city that Southern Living said was the most beautiful in the entire South. It's a miniature version of Mobile, which is close by, but it has a character all of its own. It's more than beauty here. This is a place that was created as an artist colony, and it has basically remained that over the years. You can throw a fish that you catch from the ocean blindly towards the woods, and I bet you're going to hit a rider. This is also the home of Howell Raines, the retired former national editor of the New York Times. Well, you can find Rick Bragg here, my favorite Southern writer. To me, the genuine voice of the South today, and so on and so on. This place attracts the best. Well, you know Jimmy Buffett has a home here, Maryland. Come on down, we'll go get ourselves a margarita. Maybe we'll fix one for Jimmy ourselves. This is a paradise here, and what makes it so nice is that the friendly faces blend in with the tropical flowers, the dogwoods, the azaleas, and these ancient live oaks draped in Spanish moss. And you've always got the gentle breeze coming from the Gulf of Mexico. You blend all this together, and you've got the very best that the South can offer. Food here? Why, there's more than fried green tomatoes, although I confess I could live on that alone and be quite happy. There's great seafood because it's right by the literal sea breadbasket in America, the Gulf of Mexico. It's just a hop, skip, and a jump away. You know what I'm planning on doing later on? 
I'm going to change clothes, put on some decent shoes, put on a nice sport coat, and head on down to the Sunset Point restaurant. And I'm going to sit down with some locals, have myself one of those margaritas, and some fresh Gulf oysters, broiled Gulf snapper, some local gumbo, and maybe finish off with bourbon bread pudding. If you ain't tried it, you ain't lived. This is where you go to not retire, but to begin life. To reach down inside and let those creative spirits come out and notice how well you're received and how well your creations are received and honored by locals here. Because that's what attracts people to Fairhope. Fairhope is a place that's in your dreams. It's in the depths of your imagination. Yes, but it's real and it's accessible. This is the place that we are always destined to go to, that we search for, that we celebrate and honor. The state of Alabama is lucky to have so many great places, and I don't know of a finer one than Fairhope. Fairhope is paradise. If you don't believe that, you check out the recent feature in the New York Times travel section. They did a whole thing on, yes, Fairhope. And for now, and this is Doc Lawrence for Maryland Ball, and speaking of travel, on the Gourmet Highway in gorgeous Fairhope, Alabama, saying, I hope to see you soon in your hometown. Well, thanks, Doc. You know what? I am definitely heading down that way sooner than later because, you know what? Fairhope, Alabama sounds like my kind of place. So long for this week and travel slowly, Doc. And remember, you can follow Doc's journey on the Gourmet Highway by visiting thegourmethighway.com. Well, I am so excited to be here in the studio with my guest from the Blue Ridge Honor Flight. I've got Jeff Miller and Warren Dupree, Mary Beth Burns, all team players in creating this incredible opportunities. And Warren, I want to I want to ask you about your uh, experience when you went to Washington <clears throat> and being there at the at the war memorial. Tell us what happened there. Uh, being a Vietnam veteran, uh, when United States Navy, when I arrived, uh, in Da Nang, it was January the 28th, 1968. And two days later, the Tet Offensive was unfolding. And as an 18 year old, uh, it was just, my God, please, uh, this is, you don't live forever and nothing will, you know, things do happen to you. And the two tours of duty that I did in Vietnam in 1968 and 1969 uh, made an even stronger reliever of me. I have lived with my demons and my nightmares for over 50 years, like all other Vietnam veterans and other war veterans have endured. And when we had the opportunity uh, to uh, go to Washington, D.C. on this Blue Ridge Honor Flight in October, uh, I was given that opportunity, and uh, I am just so, you know, just so pleased to have been a, a part of it. It was a long day. Started about four o'clock in the morning at a meet point, but uh, once we got to, flew out of Asheville, and uh, everybody, all the Vietnam veterans and other veterans were like a bunch of chipmunks, just chirping away, chatter, 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 as veterans and military personnel will do. When we got to uh, Reagan National and we uh, went to uh, our buses and we loaded up and we uh, were a little late because of the fog, but we were able to make it. We did get to the Lincoln Memorial first. 
There was a wonderful reception there. Uh, we had a photo opportunity, and then once all of that was completed, we broke up. The veterans kind of went small groups or individually. We Vietnam veterans headed towards the Vietnam Memorial, the wall. And when you walk down into it, it's a very solemn uh, place. But there is, you can't see it, you can't taste it, but there is a wall of power, spiritual power that just flows over you. And it just takes your breath. And you look at another non-vet and say, did you feel that? Yes. But we spent our time there, and I, I have two high school buddies who uh, was, were killed in action in Vietnam. And I paid my respects to them. I left a little gift for them. And I just wanted them to know that I remembered them as they were. And as we were leaving, there was a small group of us Vietnam veterans. We were walking back towards the Korea War Memorial. And this Oriental lady walks up to us. We had Vietnam ball caps on. And she, she asked me, are you a Vietnam veteran? I said, yes, ma'am, we are. She was with her. Obviously, her mother, older lady, a daughter, and she was speaking the English, and she said, my father is a Vietnam veteran as well. She turned and looked behind her, and about 10 feet away, this older gentleman, our age, we're 70 years old now, he walked up to us with a big smile on his face and his wrinkled suit, and he rattled off something to her. We shook hands, and he indicated that... uh, Hanoi, Washington, the leaders are all the same. They want war. And we had to fight. Then he showed us his uh, calf. He pulled up his pants leg and half of his calf on his right leg was missing. And his daughter said, my father, being a Vietnam veteran, he was with the Vietnam, with the North Vietnamese Army. And he, we looked at him, and he looked at us. I extended my hand out to shake his hand, and he reached for me, and he embraced me, and I gave him the same embrace, and he did that to the other Vietnam veterans. After 50 years, how can there be any hatred among a foe? You cannot do that. It will eat you like a cancer. Everything is by divine intervention. There is no such thing as good luck, bad luck, or chance. This was by divine intervention, meeting this family, meeting this former soldier. They had immigrated to this country, and they were living here now. And I I will never forget that. Well, Warren, thank you so much for sharing that with us. It It is divine intervention. You're all providing this opportunity for people to be in the right place, at the right time, to have these experiences. I, I am so thankful, Jeff, that, that, this has, that you're doing this, and Warren, that you were there, and Mary Beth. When we come back from the break, I want to talk more about how we can all get involved, because that's a big part of it. We want more experiences like this, Warren, for, for so many people. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. We'll be right back. 
Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Any real estate company's success is a reflection of its attention and care provided to its clients. Appalachian Realty Associates are proven to have the best agents around. And if you're looking for a place in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog. Rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. Prestige Subaru. On the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. This is Marilyn Ball, your host. And... I, you know, I am so fortunate that I found out about the Blue Ridge Honor Flight uh, being out at the Asheville Regional Airport. You you really have to find out more about this, and I'm so grateful that um, that I've got Jeff Miller, who uh, really, you, you started this here, right, Jeff? I mean, this was something that goes back to your story. I get credit for it, but I certainly pulled in a lot of good help. And you've got Warren Dupree here, who is a Vietnam vet and uh, was on the honor flight last year and is now a board member. Correct. And Mary Beth Burns, who is also a board member and helps with publicity. And uh, and that's what we're here to do is to get some publicity because this is such important work. And Warren, certainly you so beautifully have shared um, this sacred place with us. Um, and Jeff, I want to talk to you a little bit about... Uh, so coming back, this coming back, uh, you that these people have had this experience all day long. A I welcome mean, home. A welcome home. Let's talk about that a little bit and how people can get involved, but most importantly, what that represents. Sure. To, the welcome home, in my opinion, is every bit as important as anything that happens the entire day we're in Washington. That's the last memory they have of this experience. Uh, it, it's an opportunity for everyone to get involved in it. And I need to point out this: this isn't going to go on forever. You know, we don't know how many years we'll be flying these veterans. Uh, we may run out of veterans that uh, that can do these flights. So. You get two opportunities a year unless we can stretch it out to three or four, which we would like to do. And a lot of that, like I said, depends on the veterans signing up. The World War II veterans are diminishing. We all have maybe three, four on this next flight, Korean War veterans. I don't know if we'll have any. Uh, Maybe one or two, I think, that were a Korea War and Vietnam War. 
we have a uh, an abundance right now of Vietnam veterans. We could do two flights in May, but as it is now, we're May 4 and September 21. So you have a great opportunity to come out and welcome home these veterans from one of these flights and experience something you can't go order off of Amazon or Travelocity or anything for any amount of money. That's your one shot at getting to do these things. Uh, bring the children. The, these veterans love it when, when children are there to pay respects to the men and women that uh, serve their country. We're not trying to uh, glorify war, anything like that. This is respect. This is honor. And it's a great opportunity to get a piece of that and experience it. And I promise you, you'll leave a better person. And how would – so there are many ways, Mary Beth, as you had mentioned, to go on the website, mm-hmm. uh, which is – tell us again. BlueRidgeHonorFlight.com. BlueRidgeHonorFlight.com. There's so much there. I love that movie that or the uh, segment was on CBS this morning a yes. while back is – Bill there. Geist, yes. Yeah, that I really was, encourage people to go to the website and look at that video because absolutely. If, you don't, if you don't understand it, you will understand it. The after seven you see best minutes you can have. Yeah, The seven best minutes. So move over to the website, get acclimated to what's going on there. You can sign up to uh, – to volunteer, mm-hmm. you uh, could, well, first of all, veterans can find applications on there, as well as those who want to be serve as guardians. And so, we try to pair veterans. Well, we do pair veterans with guardians, um, depending on the health of the veterans. How many um, veterans will be to each guardian? And that guardian's job is to take care of that veteran all day. I mean, this is their day. So, if they need water, if they need a snack, if um, they want to find somebody on the wall. That guardian is there to serve them that day. So somebody could come in and, and all the guidelines are there on how to we sign train up. them. You train yeah, oh, yeah. Them. On the website, yes. You fill out the application. You send it in. If you're chosen as a guardian, you uh, we, have an, we have two orientations, one in Hendersonville and one in Asheville. So we make sure that you know what you're doing before you go on the flight. That's really cool. And then you – so you match the guardian with the With the a vet. veteran, yes. With the vet. Yes. And sometimes – um, it may be somebody in your neighborhood that, you know, a neighbor wants to take their neighbor who was a veteran. Um, so there's some really special. And then, then there's some special relationships that are built from that, even if they've never known each other before. Oh, that's really such a sweet. Yeah, it's really great. Uh, to you sing. wouldn't believe what happens. We've had one guardian for World War II couple that they had a son born late in life and the son had severe uh, was severely handicapped, and they didn't know who was going to take care of their child after they were gone, who was going to be an adult but still needed full help. The guardian became so close with them. The guardian became the guardian for their handicapped child and will take care of that person the rest of their life. Wow. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's not a one-day event. Not at all. And the memories that are made, but most important, and I, I want to talk a little bit about that, is something that Warren mentioned, which is the healing. So here you've had, you know, all these experiences holding all this in. Uh, Warren, tell us about what it feels like to, um, to kind of come back to this welcome home walk through those doors and feel that you've been healed. When you deplane and you come through the terminal to the front section, 
I have been to uh, honor flights returning and have been a part of the color guards or the reception home, and it was overwhelming at that time. But when you're on the receiving end, it's totally different. When I walked as an individual, there were veterans in front of me, veterans behind me. When we walked into the main terminal, there were hundreds upon hundreds, hundreds of people, all different ages, and the color guards that were in formation and standing at the position of attention, everything was so respectful. And the people that were there to welcome us home, you could look into their eyes and feel the sincerity of their emotion. They were waving flags, they were cheering, they were applauding, and they were welcoming home, welcome home. And there were so many young boys and girls that were there. And I made a point to go to as many as I could, children, and shake their hand and thank them for being there. They had an idea of why they were there, but they truly possibly did not understand that the returning home, whether it were 50 years ago or just that evening after a long, beautiful day, was so, so important. It put a person's, a veteran's soul at peace. It's, you're, there's that spirit that's telling you, be at peace. All is well. And your fellow countrymen, your fellow citizens, they do love you. We went where we were ordered to go. We did what we were ordered to do. And we did our duty. And to be welcomed home in such a wonderful way is another lifelong memory. Well, Warren, thank you so much for sharing some of your stories with us and um, and being a part of this team and continuing to share and um, and put out such beautiful energy. I am honored to be a part of this team. Well, thanks. And I'm honored to be here. And Jeff and... Mary Beth, I can't thank you enough for um, for being on the show today and uh, talking more with us. We're going to next month uh, come back with another show mm-hmm. uh, and really talk more because there are so many stories. And really, we want to keep this movement moving and get more and more people to come out. Uh, Jeff, when is the next flight? Tell us so we can all be there at the airport. May 4th. May 4th. May 4th. And pencil in September 21st. There you go. May 4th is um, be there. It's an event. Asheville Airport does it right. And uh, you'll never forget it. And you have a great opportunity to do something really good. Well, thank you, Jeff and Warren and Mary Beth. Tell us again real quick the website. BlueRidgeHonorFlight.com. Thank you. BlueRidgeHonorFlight.com. So check it out. Go get get involved uh, as you go out this week. You know, think about uh, all there is that we can do to, uh, to just make this world a better place, uh, to create happiness and healing right here in our own backyard. And remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. 